Hello and thank you for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Right now we are in the middle of the series called It's All About Money. So we hope that this sermon is a blessing to you and your family. I said shout out I am blessed. Come on, you can type it in the chat. I am blessed. That's great. You may be seated. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. I am blessed. That is the title of my sermon this morning. I am blessed. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. If you're not taking notes, you're not going to make any money. So, <laughs> please make sure you write the things down. I am blessed. You know, this series has been in my heart for a very long time and I've been praying about it over and over and over again and asking God, when is the best time to talk about it? And uh, I know I have not, I'm not the best person to talk about it because I am, you know, I'm not the best person with money and all that. But I know one thing that God's promises are yes and amen. And the Bible is full of principles that we can all learn and apply into our life. So I am a work in progress just like you are. And together we are going to learn both here in the Sunday services as well as in our life groups. So for those who are new, if you want to get into a life group, hey, you can just go to our website and just go to our life life group page and just sign up and we will help you get into a life group. You are more blessed than you think you are. Do you all agree? We are all more blessed than we actually think we are. And everything that you have received from God is a gift. Everything that you have received from God is a gift. And another thing is that God's children, that we are called to live in abundance that comes out of obedience to God. We are called to live in the abundance that comes out of the obedience to God. Poverty is not for God's people. Let me make that clear for you. God's people are not to call, are not called to live in poverty, but to live in the abundance of God. And I'm not here to talk, you know, prosperity theology or just being prosperous is everything. I want to give you some very key principles for the next four weeks of how to handle, navigate, acquire and release God's money. You heard that right. We are not going to talk about your money. We're going to talk about God's money. How to acquire it, how to protect it, how to handle it, and how to release it. Right? And that's what we're going to learn. And did you know there are more than 2,350 Bible verses, including some passages in the Bible, about money? Directly, indirectly. And we are going to learn from God's word. Are you excited, church? Are you excited? Come on. I want to give you three important truths this morning. Three important things that we need to understand about God. And if we can understand this about God, and if we can understand this about ourselves, then we will know exactly where we stand when it comes to our finances. Here is the thing about Christians. Christians... We don't talk a lot about money because we think that talking about money is a sin. So, or 
you look greedy on the outside, so you don't talk about money. But let me tell you, we all think about it. And we think about it a lot. And we think about it all the time. I don't know if you saw the promotional video, wherever you go, money is needed. Whatever you do, money is needed. And today, if you want to breathe, you need money. If you want to be alive, if you want to get vaccinated, you need, you need money even to breathe now because of COVID. People were spending on oxygen to, you know, to, to live. Everything is about money. So the title, it says it's all about money. But how is our life? How is, how is our attitude? The number one thing, I want you to write this down. The number one thing is what you believe about money is how you will behave with money. All right, you got this? What you believe about money is how you will behave with money. Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. You, you can write this down. Luke 6, 43 to 45. A good tree can't produce bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is, is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. You see this Pastor Jesus talking about it and, and he's talking about the good tree bearing fruit and the roots of it, you know, it, it, is, um, it shows what you believe in. You, if you are rooted in what you believe in, then what you bear fruit comes from the roots of what you believe in. If we have the right attitude about money, if we have the right belief about money, then what, how you behave with money will also change. The problem that many of us have is that our belief about God's word and our behavior in, in connection to that, it's always different. And this is not just about money. This is about in anything and everything. We believe that God's word is true. We know what God is saying about money. We know a lot of things that God is talking about from God's word, but we are so unsure of how to behave and sometimes we don't behave in the right way. How you handle money affects your relationship with God. If you are not right in your heart and if you're not right in how you behave with your money, then it affects your relationship with God. Matthew 6, 24, it says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. God is saying you can't serve two people at the same time. In other words, you cannot love money and have God. It should be the other way around. You can love God and have money and that's okay the problem is that the world teaches us to love money and we are all going after money and 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 we are in love with the money and the things that this world offers 
and we ask God to bless that. That's not God's blessing. And I want us to be clear about it. And as King City Church, we are going to make some major decisions when it comes to stewardship, when it comes to handling God's money, resources, finances, time, everything. All right? And I want to talk to you about two parts. One is God's part and another one is your part. And if, like I said, if you can believe about money the right way, then you will behave in the right way. And here's some truths that you need to understand and know. And these are some bitter truths. But we need to know these truths so that we are in the right alignment of belief with God's word. Psalms 24 verse, 24 verse 1, it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. Here's the bitter truth. Are you ready for it? Turn to the person next to you and tell them. I own nothing. I own nothing. Come on, everybody. You can type it in the chat or you can tell somebody or you can shout it out. I own nothing. You know why? Because God owns everything. That's the truth. Everybody is like, oh. I thought, I thought he was going to teach us about how to make more money. He just told us we are nothing. That's the truth. If you are a Christian, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, if you believe that everything that you have received is a blessing and it's a gift from God, the Bible says everything that is in this world, we, it doesn't belong to us, it belongs to Him. In fact, you yourself don't belong to yourself, you belong to the one who created you. The truth is, God is the owner of all possessions. That's the truth number one. God is the owner of all possessions, which means that when you start praying, you don't pray saying that, Lord, help me to handle my money. You pray, Lord, help me to handle your money. You see the change in the belief? Is that how we are praying? Our belief need to change because when you change how you believe, then the way you behave changes according to your belief. So our belief needs to be truth number one, God owns everything and God is in possession of everything, which means that we pray, Lord, help me to handle your money. And here's another thing that you need to understand, that every decision that you make about money, that whether being earning, spending, giving, all these decisions are spiritual decisions, not personal decisions. If you don't want to hear any more, you are free to sign out. Like, like let me pause for a couple of minutes. <laughs> Come on. If you want to hear it, if you believe it's the truth, you can shout amen, say amen, and be online. The truth of the matter is, God owns everything and every single decision 
that I make about my money, whether it's about giving or spending or saving, it's all a spiritual decision. So you can't say when it comes to money, it's my personal decision. I decide what to do with my money. No, we don't do that. That's not what we believe as Christ followers. That's not what we believe as kingdom people. What we believe is that everything belongs to God and he is the owner. In other words, you know, Rick Warren teaches this in his uh, Purpose Driven Life book. He's saying that when God says uh, it belongs to me, in other words, he says, don't touch it. Like it's his possession. When it comes to you and I, he say, he's saying that you are my people. You are my possession. That means that he won't allow anything to touch it. And we are supposed to steward it in the right way. Here's the truth number two. Are you ready for the truth number, truth bomb number two? <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Here's the second truth. The truth is that God has promised us that he will be our provider. Truth number one is God is the owner of all possessions. So every decision that I make about my possession is actually not mine, it's God's. So any decision that I make about finances, it's not a human personal decision, it's a spiritual decision. And number two is God has promised us that he will be our provider. And that means that he knows when to provide and how to provide. God is both, you know, he is very predictable and unpredictable when it comes to provision. The predictable thing is the promise remains the same. Like he is faithful. If he says he will do it, he will do it. But the most unpredictable part is how he does it. And many of us are trying to figure out the how part and forgetting that he will do it. And we are so entangled with the how part and we are running after banks, we are running after loans, we are running after all these cards that we can have and we are so entangled about these things and we make poor, bad decisions when you don't trust in the promises. Can you trust in this truth? Church, are we all in alignment with this belief? God owns it all and God is the one who provides. If you can start believing this and if you get this into the root of your belief and start living out of this belief, then what the fruit that you bear is godly. The fruit that you bear is a blessed life. Amen? Second thing, write this down. God is ready to do his part if you are ready to do yours. God has promised us something, but there is something that God expects from us. There is a part that we need to do. Our part is to be faithful. Is to be faithful. And not just when it comes to money, in every areas of our life, our part is to be faithful. Luke chapter 16, verse 10, it says, If you are faithful in the little things, you'll be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And I think being a pastor, growing up in church all my life, 
And I want to take responsibilities, responsibility right now for probably on behalf of every church, every pastor who's been preaching for the past 50 years and 60 years, we have made a mistake. I want to confess. Anybody ready for confession? Anybody ready for confession? It's time for a pastor's confession. The confession is that for decades, for many decades, pastors and churches have spent a long time teaching the church about how to give to God. In other words, they have been spending a lot of time teaching about the 10% and not teaching what to do with the 90%. It is also the responsibility of the church not just to teach the church about giving but also how to navigate your finances, how to be faithful in your 90% as well. Because when God is looking at faithfulness, he's not just looking at the 10% of your faithfulness, he's also looking at the 90% that you have. Faithfulness is not, this is the problem with Christians because we think that the moment we give in our tithe and our offering and our 10% is clear, now we walk away, we are like, yeah, I've, I've done my part. Now whatever I do with the rest, my 90%, that's, that's my choice. That's my decision. How I handle that, that's personal. Church shouldn't get involved in that. Yes, church won't get involved in that. But as a pastor... And here at King City Church, we will teach how to handle the remaining 90% God's way. And you're not accountable to the pastor with your 90%. You're not accountable to the church with your 90%. But you are accountable to God with your 90%. So I'm not going to question you, but God is watching you. When we talk about blessed life, we are talking about faithfulness in your 100%. You can be online if you like it. I'm giving you another option to sign out if you don't like it. (laughs) Everybody okay? Be faithful in the 10% and with your 90%. The problem is that that we're not talking about the remaining 90%. We are not teaching. And this is why I have started this series. This is why God wanted us to learn about this because so many people are confused and making bad decisions on the 90% and they also stop the 10% giving to God. And it affects every areas of their life. And they just can't figure out because no matter how much money you have, you always end up running out. The problem is not the income. The problem is how you handle it the way God wants you to handle it. That's the problem. Many people I've heard them saying that, oh, I would do this for God. I will help the poor if only I had more money. No, you won't. If you can't help the poor when you have less, you will not be helping the poor when you have more. What you do now with your less is what you will do when you have more. Everybody say amen. If you are just a spender, when you have less, you're spending less. When you have more, you're spending more. 
Your behavior doesn't change simply because you have more money. Money doesn't determine how we behave. God determines how we behave. What we believe, the Bible says, determines how we behave with money. So let's get our belief in alignment with God's word. And God's word, when he talks about faithfulness, when he talks about doing our part, he's talking about be faithful with your 10% to God and also the 90% to God. You know, many of us think that the Bible, when it comes to finances, money, we only take pick verses about giving to God. But there are verses, passages all across. Like I said, there's more than 2,350 2, verses across the Bible that talks about finances, how to earn money, how to make money in the right way, how to steward the money, how to invest, how to save, how to give, how to be generous. Everything is there. But the churches have been focused so much about the giving part and as long as people are just giving to the church and we are fine. That's not right. We need to be taught what we do with the remaining 90%. And we've got to handle it God's way. And here's point number three. Are you writing this down? Point number three. Your present financial crisis is not an obstacle, but an opportunity. But an opportunity. Your present financial crisis is not an obstacle for you to live a blessed life. We all shouted, I am blessed. It's not an obstacle for you to live a blessed life, but it is an opportunity for you to live a blessed life. It's an opportunity to turn back to God. Many of us, we are in financial crisis because of some of the poor financial decisions that we have made. And the reason we made these financial decisions is because we thought that when it comes to finances, the decisions that we make are personal and not spiritual. Because what we're doing is that we are deciding on how to handle God's money, not my money. No matter how much I earn, how much I make, how much I serve, it all belongs to God. So which means that if God is the owner, then we got to handle it carefully. We got to decide it God's way, not my way. And many of us have failed in the past. And because of that, we are in crisis. We have made some poor financial decisions. And God is talking to all of you this morning. And he's saying that your poor decision is not going to be an obstacle, but rather see it as an opportunity for you to get to know God better, for you to change your beliefs, for you to repent from the sins that you have made financially. Because if we have made mistakes in the financial area, that also counts as a sin. And we got to repent, confess, and ask God, and surrender it to God, and ask God to heal us and bless us. And God, I'm telling you, there is hope for us all. And God can help you out of your financial mistakes. God can help you. I want to say this again. God can and will help you out of your financial crisis and the mistakes that you have made. If only, if only we align our belief according to God's word.
Amen. If you look at Joseph in the Bible, Joseph was not born in a poor home. He was born in a rich home. He was born in a blessed home. But he was sold into slavery. He went into poverty. And God raised him up again. Again, he was thrashed down. He was in the prison again. But again, God raised him up. If you watch in Joseph's life, he was not faithful to God because he had possession. He was faithful to God because he believed in the one who was faithful to him, no matter what circumstance he is in. Whether you're blessed or not blessed, according to the world's standards, if you are a child of God, you and I, we are always blessed because God is your provider. This bank here on earth might say no to you. God's bank never says no to you. His promises are yes and amen, and it's always open for you. But sometimes, sometimes, there is a delay. And the delay is that God is waiting for us to align our belief before he blesses us. He doesn't want to give us something that we can't handle. His promises are yes and amen, but are you ready to receive his promises? Which means that we need to attend for the next three Sundays without fail, both here and in life groups, and continue to learn to navigate money God's way. Everything has value that we do. The reason I put that title for the series when I say it's all about money, it's not literally about money, it's about value. And everything we try to place value is your currency. Currency is nothing but value. If you place value on time, that's your currency. If you place value on people, that's your currency. If you place value on other things that you think is more great and more valuable, then that's your currency. And if you place your value and your belief and wholeheartedly on God, then he becomes your currency. The kingdom principles are the most effective way to live here on earth as it is in heaven. Remember, church, we are called to live a blessed life. We are called to live a life of abundance. I'm not talking, when I say blessed, I'm not talking about lavishness. I'm talking about blessed life. We don't even deserve it, but yet we have received it because we have a God who blesses us. So church, can we commit to that this morning? We hope that you are blessed by God's word today. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so at kingcitychurch.org forward slash give. And we will see you next week with another inspiring sermon.